Hello and welcome to Real World HR, the podcast which has put the human back into HR. I'm Louise Kennedy, HR expert, chartered CIPD professional and founder of award-winning HR consultancy Oculus HR. In the Real World HR podcast, we focus on people and business, telling the stories that we've learned from and explaining the processes that we've supported the solutions. This episode features Julie Turnbull, who is a business leader and transformational life and business coach with over 22 years of people and leadership experience. Julie is passionate about successfully navigating change and uncertainty about empowering teams and leaders and creating a high energy culture to drive performance. As the co-founder at Activated Mindset, Julie supports businesses through radical transformational growth and is an accredited coach of the Unbreakable Mindset Framework. In this episode, we'll be discussing the power of harnessing a growth mindset to drive individual performance and enhance business culture, along with the impact that emotional intelligence can have in leadership and management. Are you ready to step into the real world of HR? So, Thank you very much for coming along today, Julie. I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself, but kind of from a point of view of me and you, we've known each other for like ever and a day, haven't we? Wow. Yes. So from, many, from, many years. <laughs> so I think it's really great that it's kind of, you know, life's come back around and we've kind of come back in contact with each other. And I think um, to be able to do this with me is kind of absolutely great from my point of view, because I think it just shows that where we work, you know, kind of school kids knew each other and kind of where we are now, it's kind of a, a real journey that's kind of brought people back in the same place and kind of doing similar things and kind of being able to work together so so for me it's like it's really special that you're here to be able to do that oh louise you're gonna make me cry <laughs> so nice so. thank you for that introduction that was uh, fabulous so if you just kind of want to start off with um telling me a little bit about your story kind of your journey you've kind of you've done several different things and worked in different areas do you want to just give me a little bit of an overview of what you've done i have indeed okay where do i start so i would say started back into falling into a career of recruitment um following a hr degree you know progress then on to managing various different teams in the recruitment sector and the hr sector across multi different businesses um varied um sectors um, also progressing onto that from opening businesses, um, going through radical change programs with those businesses, but, but ultimately recognizing at a point when those businesses maybe needed to come to an end or a close, um, which, you know, we, we went through those processes, um, and pretty much all going through that at the same time as quite a lot of personal change myself. Um, you know, I'm a mama of IVF twins. Uh, hysterectomy last year, which pretty much floored me in terms of where I wanted to be in business. Um, but you know, straight and uh, catapulted me straight into menopause at that stage, which was, which was an interesting one. Um, yeah. And on top of that, flavored with a little bit of school governor, um, just because clearly I must have thought I didn't have enough, you know, I had too much time on my hands. Not sure where that would come from, but yeah. So it's been great. But your story, as far as that's concerned, obviously you worked in recruitment for such a long time mm. and you worked with so many different people across the different sectors and kind of had so much engagement, but have so much people contacts yes. in you. Um, and then you did do and kind of had some involvement with some HR element of it mm-hmm. as well, which was really yeah. strong and have a real people focus. But then you kind of worked with your husband and he's uh, got his own yes, business as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just filling in your blanks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so you work, you've, and obviously you've continued to work within his business and support Indeed. these businesses that's gone on. So that's probably been, how many years have you been involved? Well, we've, we've, we opened our first business together 13 years ago now. So yeah, I very much um, manage the HR life cycle, as we call it, you know, right through, you know, anything to do with recruitment, um, anything HR related within that business. And I would say very much managing his 
mindset in his business too, because yeah. that has always been um, a tricky one. Husband, wife, yeah. business, growth, decline, you know, different sectors moving forward. But we've always managed that together, which has been a real success story. Yeah. And but that enables you and have had previously a good commercial mindset as well. Like you've obviously, it's not a case like you just think from a, from a people point of view, but actually you think about the people that make a difference within the business and the commercial aspect of it that goes with that as well. Absolutely. I think you said Mark and I are a really good partnership because he is so driven when it comes to business acumen, you know, his, his priorities are very much, you know, it's all about the money. This is how we focus, but I need to remember how to soften that approach for him. People are everything for me. You know, people are the backbone of any organization. And I think people are what drives that business ultimately forward. So I get an opportunity to, you know, be, be involved in that, those businesses, but then ultimately sort of move away to do my thing, which is what I need for my mindset. But then I get to go back when he's maybe not kind of, you know, touch on the button, if you like, of how we should be handling those people. And I get to go in and, and manage those situations again. So, you know, really giving the, the love back to the people. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> and then I'm just going to touch on, obviously, you said you're hanging from a, from a personal point of view. Yes. Obviously, that has been quite up and down for you over the last few years. And yes. obviously, you've got um, your lovely boys who obviously, um, oh. who are six, aren't they now? They're six Yeah, now, the little dream boats. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously, you've kind of gone through that really kind of personal process to go mm. through to have their to have Absolutely. you have the boys mm-hmm. um but then obviously as you say then you've gone into your own kind of from a health point of view which obviously must have really impacted upon your own mindset of yeah it's 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 a funny one i think sort of if we take it back to um so 2019, when um, I originally knew there was probably something going on in my own mind that I didn't feel comfortable, I didn't feel okay, I didn't feel like um, I was processing information as I should have been doing. I, at that point, had already had the boys. The boys were a couple of years old. Um, so I reached out to who is now my business partner, Jude, and went on one of her retreats um, at the Rand side. It was a, a couple of day event and it was focused in around mindset and about sort of resetting, re-looking at who you are and, and how you need to kind of move forward. Um, in doing that, that kind of reignited my passion of actually, do you know what? Being a mother, being a wife, being somebody who is, you know, who's supposed to be the stay-at-home mom and love every minute and every every, every moment of that. That wasn't me. We could have chatted that. Yeah, I could yeah. have just told you that before. I could have not paid for that, couldn't I? You could have told me I could have that. Just told yeah, you weren't going to be long term. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I think that kind of made me say, right, okay, there, there has to be something else. And that's when I fell into the world of um, life coaching. Mm-hmm. That's when I joined Jude. And, you know, she's absolutely amazing. Jude's now my business partner in Activated Mindset. Um, she taught me so much in relation to how I could get the best out of my life without actually giving up on any other parts of it or, you know, feeling the guilt around actually, you know, wanting to do something for myself. So that's been an incredible journey. Um, and ultimately that's kind of brought me into where we are today at Activated Mindset. So Activated Mindset is is the business the business arm, if you like, of um, Jude's life coaching business. So when we met, we realised that she has such an incredible talent. She, you know, she really knows how to impact people. She really knows how to sort of really get into people's thought processes, into their minds, and being able to change and influence. And she 
approach me and, and talk to me around, well, do you know what, Julie, you have a real business acumen as well. So I feel like there's something missing there where we can take what we're doing as a model and really go into the business world and say, okay, yes, you, um, you know, it's all about leadership. It's all about growth. It's all about business, but ultimately how do we impact the people that's in that business to be able to work as a collective and to be able to support each other to, to ultimately to grow and to get the best out of what they, they, they want it to be. So hence that in, when did, when did we start? We started Activated Mindset last year, but my journey started in 2019 to becoming the life coach and getting my accreditation to be able to take that forward. So it's been quite a journey on top. Which is good because you've done your personal journey to enable you to do mm. your business journey. And Absolutely. I think there's an awful lot around, um, well, two two prongs to kind of what, what I wanted to kind of talk about there was, um, one, it's very much around that mindset of leaders yes. who are within businesses. And um, if they haven't quite got their mindset or if they haven't got mm-hmm. the mindset right at all, then actually it enables the business to struggle because actually they haven't got the focal point of being able to to be able to move forward because they have their own limiting mm-hmm. beliefs, they have their own things that are kind of restricting them moving forward, which really in essence restricts the business moving forward. Um, so we'll come back to that. And then the other element of it is, and I feel always quite passionate about this is kind of what I call them um, accidental managers, which are very much the people um, from those that don't know. And how I refer to it is basically someone's been fantastic at the job. They've been really good. Take it as maybe as an operator, kind of obviously when I used to work automotive, used to be an operator who'd be brilliant. Okay, well, let's, we'll make you a team leader. And all of a sudden you've got 20 people to look after. Never looked after anybody in your life. Frightening. And then, mm-hmm. you know, someone who's oh, actually, they're, they're quite good at that. Let's put them as being a supervisor. And you're thinking, yeah, commercially they're great and they can drive mm-hmm. forward and can do a job. Mm-hmm. But their job involves managing people and mm-hmm. actually they've got no people skills management mm-hmm. at all. And and they don't know how to drive that forward. So really we've got kind of two from me seeing about what you do and the support that you give to businesses is kind of two elements of that that really kind of um, are, are important factors to be able to f- take forward. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think from a, a corporate setting, I think there's always two drivers in the business, isn't there? They're all, there's always the driver where, you know, ultimately the directors or the business owner really needs to, to grow. They really need to throw everything at it and they need to develop um, products that they've got. They need to, um, you know, really impact um uh, sort of the, their industry and their sector that they're in, but they don't consider the fact that actually the people are the part of the business that's going to get them to where they need to be. And you know, Louise, it's, it is like this in HR. It's the first section or first department that goes when it comes to cost saving. We don't invest enough in the people that we have. Yeah. And if we can invest more in the people that we have for some very, very simple, simple techniques, some very, very simple um, ways of working or some very, very simple training, you know, collectively, those people will come together and drive any business forward. But if we don't invest in that, then that doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, and I think we come across situations where people have got, we've got one um, new client actually in the, the people element of the business is just broken. You know, it's kind of a just, it's all just fell apart. This one's arguing with that one, that team won't speak to that team. That, Crazy. And it, and it becomes a really difficult situation when they're in it, mm-hmm. obviously not as difficult for us, but when they're in it, it's kind of a really difficult situation to, to break down and say, right, okay, what do we need to stop? What do we need to start? Yeah. What do we need to continue? What, what is it from a business element of it that's actually going to make a difference? And I think this all roots back down into the mindset of the people who are operating the business or who 
are thinking about the people within the business as well, the employees that are generating the growth. Absolutely. And I think, you know, let's break it down. Let's think about what what mindset is. You know, Mm. mindset is a set of beliefs or systems that everybody holds individually. Those have been created from, 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 from childhood, they've been created from circumstance, they've been created from situational aspects of what's happened to someone. Those those belief systems are then sort of held internally, you know, and any point through your life, there could be a trigger of that belief system. So something that you are completely not in control of will will generate a trigger. If you collectively put a lot of people in a room or a team or a department or a business, ultimately every person's walking into that centre with a set of different triggers or belief systems or, you know, barriers, if you like, or limited beliefs. So in in doing that, you know, if a leader or if a manager of a business is not prepared for those individual triggers or responses, how can they ask them to work together collectively? Yeah. You know, you don't know what's happening at home at some, with someone, you know, they may have had a fight with their partner. They could, their kids could be like, you know, they're tearing their hair out. You know, they've not slept all night because they've got a new baby. You know, they could be absolute fear of God that they've got to deliver a presentation to senior exec board. You don't know that that's, that they're feeling that the way that they're feeling unless we start to recognize those signs within, within a business. Unless we don't start training our leaders to start considering that people are not just a number and actually those people come along with a set of belief systems. So, and I just, and I can't express how much it blows my mind that we don't give enough energy to that. And I'm going to use an example in one of our businesses and exactly that, just to kind of put it in context (laughs) for people as well. So we had uh, one business just a few months ago where this guy had obviously had a bit of an altercation on the shop floor, Mm -hmm. kind of had uh, it all being just verbal, you know, but obviously quite aggressive and, you know, and people were upset by it. Then obviously I kind of went in and spoke to both of the people that were in there and took one of them, the, the main guy, took him to one side. And actually then when you speak to him, he had kind of, he had like three or four kids and one of them had been diagnosed with autism and another one was going through ADHD and autism diagnosis. Mm-hmm. His wife was having a mental breakdown because she couldn't cope with the kids and the diagnosis. This was going on with another child. And actually when you sat and listened to him, I mean, the biggest sympathy out to him and he was trying his best, mm-hmm. you know, but actually Absolutely. that that management of himself wasn't great. He was aware that he shouldn't have done what he'd done. He shouldn't have mm-hmm. shouted in the way that he shouldn't have kicked off. He shouldn't have, you know, but, and then he didn't know how to get out of that. You know, he didn't yeah. know how to apologize. But then on the other side of it, the people who don't know what's going on at home, actually, they, don't, this, they don't care. They don't care. And actually there's a bit kind of like, who's he think he is speaking to me like that? In my business. Yeah. 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 And actually it's then trying to, trying to water that down a little mm-hmm. bit. So not water it down, trying to calm it down Absolutely. to enable people to be able to work together and manage. But it's such a difficult area, isn't it? Because you say we all, we all turn up, mm-hmm. but actually we don't know whether someone's, you know, done this at home or is it, we, we just no. don't know. And, and we, take people on the face value of you're expected to come to work and you're expected to do your do your job and expected to do your bit each day and put a smile on your face and kind of crack on and do it, isn't it? Absolutely. But actually there's all this underlying information behind where people don't have the opportunity to kind of work on themselves or know how to get out of that situation. They don't. They're in it and they're stuck in it. So from, from a business point of view, it can have a massive impact. It's it's huge. You know, we talk about a formula of, you know, 
your mindset, you know, it, it, 80% of your mindset is your thought process and the 20% is then action. So ultimately, if somebody's not running at full speed and they're not in charge of their own thoughts or emotions, or they're not in charge of how their triggers have presented at work, which sometimes we're not, mm-hmm. you know, then how can then they then apply themselves to give you 100% delivery yeah. on mm-hmm. that? You can't do it. Yeah. You can't do it. And, and I think we are naive as leaders or business owners to consider that people can just manage that on their own, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, and if we're not in a position where we're supporting those people, how can we expect them to perform? Yeah. You know, if we're not, you know, and I'm not talking about, oh my God, let's come in my office. I'll give you a big cuddle. Everything's going to be fine because that's not actually getting the best out of those people. But if you're giving them the tools to be able to work on their own mindset, if you're giving them the tools to, you know, create their own behaviours, if you're giving them the tools to understand, well, actually, you know, how I think, how I perform affects how I turn up every day, then actually you will get better performance. You know, you you will you will get, um, you know, uh, you'll develop a culture that people want to come to and they want to work in yeah. simply because you have embrace the thought of, you know, looking after your teams. Mm-hmm. And I think that's applicable from looking after a team of, you know, any anybody at any level within a business, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, if people are working there as teams and and I mean, we've got another another business at the minute. I nearly put my hands in my head, my head in my hands, really, with this. But um, and it's been going on for such a long time where um, one person is doing something that irritates somebody else, mm-hmm. and they work in a small office environment, and there's like four of them in the office, and it irritates that person so yeah. much that she's actually gone up and walked out of the office, and she's working somewhere else. Well, actually, when there's a team of four, you need that person back in the office. You do, and this is toed and fraught. I'm not sure, not a word of a lie. Probably for about eighteen months. Wow, and then we get them back in the office together and then the other one kicks off and then they leave the office again at the moment they're on rotational basis two weeks in two weeks out but you can't that's insane that's absolutely insane so imagine so we've just worked with a client in a very similar situation and they're really struggling to communicate between their departments so it's very you know us versus them we're better no no you know and it's and it's insane how it's affecting the the output, the outcomes, productivity, everything. And not just the people themselves, it's the rest of the team as well. It's insane. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's knocking everything out of sync. So it's just being able to go in with those people and those teams and actually you know, building awareness sessions around actually, well, okay, how, you know, how do you impact that conversation? Actually, what's your thought? Think about, you know, if you're thinking about a a conversation, you know, what's that person feeling in that conversation? How are they hearing you? How are they being heard? You know, what's going on in their lives? You know, what's the outcome that you want to get out of that conversation? So actually, if you approach them with more of a negative tone, with more of negative talk, you're not going to get what you need out of that conversation. So working with teams to be able to manage those conversations between the department or between a set of individuals, to be able to get them to see it from potentially another point of view it's like it's life changing for a company. It really is. And a lot of that is down to the outcomes element of it, isn't it? You know, like, so from a point of view of thinking, okay, what, what is it that, you, that you've got these people who aren't speaking to each other and it's, it's kind of, you know, it's a ripple effect that's a cause, but actually the conversation with the business owner is, so what ideally do you want as this outcome? Do you want the team to work together? Do you want someone to be moved out the team? Yeah. Do you want, you know, different interactions? Do you want some formality? And it's really important for a leader to know Absolutely. what it is that they want out of that situation to make a difference, isn't it? And nine times out of 10, what they'll tell you is they want it to go away. Yeah. They just want it to go away because yeah. they don't want to be impacted on it. They, you know, they just think it's tittle tattle. They think it's pointless. They just, they just want people to get on with their jobs. They don't mm-hmm. want to feel 
the pain of what they're going through, which yeah. is insane because again, they're not understanding what's going on in the departments. They're not understanding actually what people, you know, how, how people feel, what the triggers, exactly what we spoke about. But if we work with those people and we actually teach them how to handle their emotion, how to deal with things in a different way, how to, you know, look at situations and really, you know, learn how they can impact from a, a positive point of view. Yeah. That manager wouldn't need to, or that leader wouldn't need to have that conversation with you because yeah. it would ultimately, the team would be settled, they would be happy and actually they will be there for themselves. They will be there because actually they want to be there. They will be they will be producing all these outcomes and outputs because actually that's the best thing that they can do for themselves. Yeah. You know, it, yes, it's great that we all work as, as a, you know, as a team, we all come together and we, you know, we have, a, we have a set of objectives, we have a set of goals, but ultimately we have to remember that mindset starts from within. Yeah. So actually if that person, wants to be there, they will. They will be there and they will show up. So actually the best delivery training we can do is work on that person's mindset. Because ultimately, if they don't want to be there, then actually that's hurting your business more because they are not productive. They are not giving you 100% because ultimately they're thinking about going shopping or they're Mm -hmm. thinking about being out at the weekend or they're thinking about that job down the road that's actually going to be way better for them because they don't really like who their manager is. You know, you want them to be there. You want them to be there for themselves. And I think it's it's that important element because I, I know that not everybody would engage in that, you know, kind of you've got a team of people together. And as you say, some people kind of zone out and think, oh, it's not applicable to me. It's yeah. not, it's not relevant to me. So it's about not necessarily labeling it up as being, let's talk about mindset. Yes. It's about it's enabling people to understand that actually things need to happen, it needs to move forward, it needs to be, you know, a change for everybody. It's about thinking in that type of way, isn't it? And I know I've come across a business owner and a friend of mine early doors in his business. He'd um he ended up in a tribunal situation. His business had grown, grown so, so fast. He then all of a sudden realized he'd never looked after his people at all. And then here he was in the, in a tribunal situation. And he was like, how on earth have I got here? I don't understand how I'm here. And it was kind of, well, here because you haven't done the right thing by the people, you know, that you hadn't. And, and it took that reality to make him stop to be able to go, Right. Okay. Now I need to look Absolutely. after the people. And, and, it, and it's a shame that I took to that greater to to extent them. to make that awareness. Well, you can get it because actually if you're in a business that's grown as fast as what it is and you're expecting people to run behind you to keep to keep up, it's a bit more, and I'm probably guilty of this myself, whereby I've been able to go, actually, I'm running, running, running here and actually, well, come on, you know, you should be behind, you should be. But actually a, a particular member of the team might go, oh, but I don't understand why you're doing that. You haven't given me some clear direction. You haven't given me kind of a procedure to be able to follow, to be able to do that, where I'm just thinking... Let's just go. Yeah. You know, so that comes down to kind of a mindset of individuals, doesn't it? Of of what you think works for you, but actually having that awareness as a team is a really important aspect. I think for me, um, all businesses need to really consider self-reflection, reflection across their business as much as humanly possible. Because like you say, you don't want to get to the point of, I'm in a tribunal, how the hell did I get here? That's insane that you're at that point mm-hmm. because you're automatically not investing in the team that sits around you. You know, you've got to start asking yourself the questions around, well, hang on, you know, why are people leaving? You know, why am I not getting full productivity out of people? You know, why is there so much you know, the the people can't actually work together. I'm having to sit people in opposite directions. Why are we, why is that like that? Yeah. You know, 
you can you can tell people what a culture is. You can mm-hmm. tell people that they should buy into it. You can tell people what the goals are of the organisation. But unless they feel good enough to want to be there and support your vision and support your goals, then they will never, ever apply themselves to be able to do that. And they will always, I don't know, second guess you almost as, you know, you know if there's not really that clear communication strategy with sort of the, the the management and the teams, then they will always second guess what you're actually trying to deliver. You know, you've got to talk to the people. Yeah. They are delivering your absolute heart and soul because they are that's your that's your baby. They are responsible for your baby. Why, you know, you wouldn't employ a nanny and not do any, you know, um, background checks on her or, or, you know, checking on her that she's okay or checking on her abilities, you wouldn't not do that, you know, and they, they will be looking after your baby. It's exactly the same. You need to invest in the people that you, you know, ultimately looking after your baby. Yeah. So I think part of that comes as being kind of from a, like a values point of view, you know, I think we all kind of, uh, and I, I want to say a couple of different things on this. So I don't always think that we always know what our values are, you know, kind of from a personal point of view. I they think, change. They I change all the time. They do. Mm-hmm. And I, but I think as a, a business leader, potentially to have that that idea of what your values are to ensure that the values can be put into your business and are then recruited around mm-hmm. the values. I think, and this has come up in kind of a couple of other podcasts that we've done, I think that becomes really important because, and this goes back to mindset, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. If you've got the right mindset around kind of knowing who you are with regard to the values and how you want the business to operate and kind of what you see as being the strengths and the opportunities for development within the business, you can ensure that the people that are coming into your business are the right people. They might not always necessarily work together well, but at least, you know, the core fundamentals are there to be able to grow on. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. I think for me, you know, we, you know, you don't need to recruit a whole load of people that are like you because ultimately you don't know everything. So you need to lean into the fact that actually the people that are coming on board with you are people that are bringing in expertise, they're bringing in knowledge, they're bringing on different ways of working. But as an, as a, as a leader or an owner of a business, if you haven't got that growth mindset, if you haven't got that mindset that allows you to step forward or embrace that change or, you know, ultimately, you know, if somebody comes on board and they're like, oh my God, I've got all these great ideas and, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's going to take the business in this direction or, you know, it's going to allow us to do this. If you aren't sitting with the right mindset, you will instantly sort of shut that person down. You'll become threatened by that person. You will feel an element of risk with those person, with that person being in your business. But if you do have that growth mindset, if you have that positive place to be, then that person, you will welcome them in. You will, you will listen to what their ideas are. You will support them to be able to develop that in your business because ultimately in your mind, you know that that's going to enable your growth. Yeah. That's going to get you to where you need to be. You won't feel that person in any way. You, you know, the imposter syndrome won't come in and, you know, have that conversation with you and hold you back. You know, you will, you will take, you know, it's like anything with a growth mindset. The, if the leader doesn't have it, the rest of the team won't follow. You know, yeah. how do they learn from that? How do they want to behave in that? If it's a culture where, you know, it's very, um, very victim based. If it's a culture where it is, you know, we, it's a blame culture where, you know, the, the, how can people flourish in that? How can people perform in that? How can people 
grow within that culture. It just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't work, does it? No, it doesn't. So when you're talking about that very much, and I'm just going to kind of use a bit of a comparison here. So we talk about kind of growth mindset, yes. um, which I think is very much as you've described, it's opportunities, it's mm-hmm. new things, it's kind of being able to run forward. It, it is, in my description, it is very, very open. You yes. know, you're very open to new opportunities and challenges. Freedom. I like to use the word freedom yes, on and it. And I think yeah. that, that probably mm-hmm. describes it very, very well because the freedom comes with the opportunity for anything's possible. Absolutely. As opposed to a fixed mindset. So obviously, and these two things are put together quite often, aren't they? You've got a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. What what would your description of a fixed mindset be? When we talk about growth mindset and I say freedom, when I talk about a fixed mindset, I would always say limiting. So limiting everything that comes with a thought process. So something that holds you back. It's something that um, you feel threatened by. It's something that when you know, um, it, it you know, it, it, it's something around sort of dismissing and cri- criticism. So if somebody gives you any kind of criticism, you would be like, oh, okay, I'm not good enough. You know, that, that makes me activate exactly what I thought when I was younger. You know, I wasn't good enough at school or some a teacher once said that I was rubbish at this subject. So ultimately... If somebody in a work environment then comes to you and says, do you know what? I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really blown away by this. Could you re- maybe relook at it or redo it? Automatically, your fixed mindset triggers from your early belief system. So it will automatically run to the point of, well, I can't do that. So, I, you know, I'm not going to. And then ultimately, I don't show up. I don't, don't give you exactly what you need from me. And that doesn't, it doesn't help a business. It doesn't help that individual. It's a really, it's a really sort of limiting belief system that holding you back. Yeah. And you get that it, you know, with all different people at all different levels, all different jobs. It's kind of, it's just sometimes people have that mindset where it's maybe isn't, isn't, well, it's not as positive. It's kind of not as open. It's and the opportunities don't be, prevail really. It's, and it's so frustrating because from the work that I've done, you know, we don't need to have that. You know, um, we if we work on that, we don't need to do that. How we show up can be challenged. Yeah. How we show up can be different. Because mm-hmm. ultimately those that thought process and those belief systems come from childhood. You know, yeah. they've been imprinted so hard in your subconscious that you don't even know they're there. And they will trigger and they will respond every time something comes up that, that, you, that you don't like. You don't, you, you might not even notice it, but it's how you show up physically. It's how you show up verbally. It's how you show up, um, uh, you know, in, in any situation or as any team situation. It's so frustrating because yeah. you know, I see it happen so many times. For example, we were working with um, a senior level exec. Um, she was going through menopause. She was really struggling with um conversation. So she felt, she felt inferior to go into a boardroom and actually have a conversation around what she believed was the right way the company needed to go. And you know what? I get it. You know, I I get it. Like I said, you know, I had um, hysterectomy last year and it threw me straight into menopause. The clouding is real. You know, every single day I will go to have a conversation with somebody and I'll need to just pause and go, okay, Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I need to take that conversation forward, but I have no idea which chain of, chain of thought I was going on. It will happen a million times through this podcast and there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> yeah. But you know, that lady, she sat with a fixed mindset. She just believed so much she could not achieve what she needed to do. And that's heartbreaking. Yeah. She didn't deserve, she doesn't deserve to feel like that about herself. She can be so much more. She can, she can literally be the most confident human being walking in that boardroom and not actually feel any of those feelings that she's telling herself yeah I hate it I know but but it's but it's a reality isn't it and but I still hate yeah. it 
it is a reality. But yes. that goes to show that it's people across all levels of businesses. It's everyone. Yeah. And when we touched on the menopause um, side of things uh, a few months ago with Sharon, you know, there was, there was so many women that obviously because of the menopause and sometimes don't realise it is because of the menopause that they've kind of really took a step back, don't feel like they're capable to work at the level and seniority within the business because the, but they haven't realised it was a menopause initially and then they've kind of... Heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking mm-hmm. because people then... Because they've got worked the opportunity so hard. To get to where they yeah, are. They've, yeah, yeah, they've worked damned hard to mm-hmm. literally, to learn, you know, and let's be, let's be fair, we, we've, as women, we've had a fight against all sorts of adversity to get to where we need to be. And it's frustrating because yeah. ultimately then something else comes in, which is remember out of our control, we can't control that we've gone into menopause. We can't control how we think, how we feel, how we see. So what we can do is we can work on the mindset to be able to be able to deal with those thoughts, feelings, emotions, and then how we show up every day. Yeah. And do you know what? It's, it, I just feel everybody at some point should have a mindset coach or mm. access to something. And what, you know, we said that, you know, you don't necessarily have that because yes, it can be expensive or, you know, you just don't have the, you feel like you don't have the time because you work all day, you go home to your family. When do you, when do you align that time to give yourself that, that opportunity? But, you know, from, and this is kind of where I've fell into activated because we can deliver those messages. We can deliver that support, but we do it in a, a situation when we're in, when we're in a company, you know, we, we work with leaders, we work with directors and we, you know, we look at what the pinch points are. We look at what the pain points are and ultimately allow them an embedded support function through their business to be able to get the best out for themselves, i.e., you know, everybody becomes more productive and they become more focused and that, you know, they can work together and that, you know, they've got the growth mindset that comes along. But ultimately the impact for that individual when they go home and they're having a conversation with a husband or the kids, they're in control. Yes. They're in control of their thoughts and emotions. And, you know, that impact when somebody's then happy at home, then they come into work the next day. They're not bringing in all of that drama or the trauma that they're feeling or the thoughts or the, you know, the frustrations, you know, they're walking into work confident with power, with, with fire, with, um, you know, ambition, capability. capability. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're bringing it all to the table yeah. simply because we have had the opportunity to work with them in a corporate setting. Yeah. And I think one of the important points of what you said there is allowing time for you. Yeah. Because I think as a, as a business leader and um, uh, kind of where I come up to 10 years in business now, you know, you, you, mm-hmm. You lose you a bit, you know, you kind of, you know, and I've described it as being quite a lonely place, you know, yes. being a business owner and having to stand out there like on your own and make those decisions. And I'm very fortunate that I've got a good team that work with me. But, you know, sometimes those moments have been difficult and actually you, you do think, oh, should that happen? Should not? And I think to allow yourself time to get yourself in a better position 100%. is is vital because I think, you know, it only it only enables you to be able to do more and in, in essence run the business differently. Differently and you know with more confidence because actually you are confident about who you are and your mindset and Absolutely. being able to take it forward and I think I think that's it it's you know mindset it, 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 I can't express how powerful your mind is and you know at times when you least expect it it will knock you down and mm-hmm. you will not you'll not see it coming and I think being able to reflect on that and be very self-aware of you know triggers that show up it's a really powerful ability to have under your belt because, you know, you don't want to be in the boardroom and you don't want somebody to say something to you or a member of staff, you know, if you're a member of staff who maybe on your downline has come in and challenged you on something, 
you want to know that you can show up to that conversation. Yeah. You know, you want to know that actually you don't become really, really frustrated and think, hang on, who are you? Like, what are you doing here and why are you having this conversation? You need to be able to think about how you're having that conversation. You need to be able to pause. You need to be able to go, okay, where's this coming from? Where's this person's emotion coming from? Where's this person's challenge coming from? And actually being able to listen mm. as a manager or a leader or, you know, being able to understand what, you know, that pinch point is for that individual person. But ultimately how you can affect that and how you can support that so that you can get the best out of them. Yeah. Because that person then can come back and give you your next, you know, your next idea of, you know, innovation, which actually can propel the company to where it wants to be. Yeah. And I think with that comes the reflection element. And I know you mentioned that a little while ago there, but the reflection is so important, whether that's reflection on a meeting that's taking place where you think, oh, that was a little bit of character for somebody and what can we do to be able to support them? Or just even what conversation should I have with them to kind of, to be able to ensure that's right. Or it might be reflection on a period of time where someone's maybe been a little bit out of sync yeah, or, you know, definitely. but the reflection element of it and, and noticing and listening to what, not necessarily listening to the conversation that they have with you, but listening to the conversations that are taking place that kind of maybe highlights somebody that's of, you know, kind of just something, you know, about it. And the other thing I was going to say, based on what you said there, it is easy to be able to listen to podcasts. It's easy to be able to, I like download books. I might not read yes. this. I might not listen to them all, but yeah. kind of been in the car this morning and listened to kind of, you know, nearly an hour and a half of books so far. <laughs> um, but, but there's so much information available out mm-hmm. there that I think is such a, and to be truthful, I think even a few weeks ago, I'm doing kind of a, a program at the minute, kind of a training program. And I had kind of felt like I just had so much information that I was completely overloaded. Totally overwhelmed. And I just thought, mm-hmm. I just need to stop. Yes. I just need to stop listening to things. Mm-hmm. I just need too much to, information. Yeah, too much information. I just need to give myself some headspace to think and and put those things into practice and yeah. kind of think about how you move forward. Absolutely. To be the better version of you, but also to be the better version of the business leader that needs to be within there. So and those, you know, I was listening to business books at the time and they the were great to listen to. But then you have to think about how you're going to use that information. You can't just keep listening and listening and listening without... It's input it, it how you do the with practice. It. Yes. Absolutely. Uh-huh. And it's it's about being brave, isn't it? And and being able to when we talk about growth mindset, it's being able to challenge those thoughts and, and, and see how I'm going to make an impact with them and how I'm going to take them forward for the better. You know, from an innovation point of view, what am I learning and what does that do for my business? Yeah. How is that going to really present and show up? How will that impact on the people that work within it? Is you know, and, and being able to do that in reflection point of view is really it's a really powerful tool to be able to to look at you know yeah um and it's it, it's like I'm laughing this morning obviously I'll bring that up um you know if I didn't have the mindset that I did I could have totally panicked this morning <laughs> considering you text me an hour before I was due to be on this podcast and says oh you know you're ready for the podcast you know great to see you my panic mode could have set in there if my mindset wasn't the right way it should have been. Because ultimately I had it down in my diary to do this podcast tomorrow. And, you know, I'd done exactly what you'd said there. I've been, you know, I've been looking at the subject. I've been, you know, working at how we could best deliver that as part of the podcast process. And, you know, sort of my mindset could have been taking me off like, oh God, you know, not sure what I need to deliver. And then when you told me the hour before we were going on, I could have gone into panic mode and literally not come along, 
and, and give you a reason as to why I couldn't do that. But I, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to show up. I wanted to turn up because ultimately this is this is out my comfort zone an hour before with the prep. <laughs> like I want to be a little bit more prepared by that. But ultimately, if I'd said no to you, the opportunity I would have missed mm-hmm. by not coming in and telling you about mindset and all the juicy greatness that sits around it and, you know, all the impact that we're having in businesses, you know, that was a missed opportunity if I'd allowed my mind to take over at that yeah. point. And that could have easily happened because you have got a growth mindset. We've had conversations before. You're like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Don't And I'm like, wow, you know, kind <laughs> of like I've got an open mindset, but you were like kind of on fire that day. We were having the conversation, but, but, and you've got that. So I know, and I know when I asked you to do this, you were like, oh, oh my word, no, podcast. I don't want to do oh. a podcast. Oh. But actually, again, it's people overstepping something to think. It's out of the comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I know when the team come in and they do their podcasts yes. with me, they're kind of like, oh God, do we have to do that again? Yeah, it's crazy. But how, yeah, it is. But, you know, we're all comfortable. We're all confident. You we know are. what it is that you do. Yes. You know, you can deliver what it is that you do. So actually Absolutely. that is a perfect example of growth mindset. It, it is. You know, uh-huh. I've got all these papers around me, but I've not looked at them. And, you know, I you told you, you wouldn't. You told me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's kind of, you know, it, I, once you fall into passion and once you fall fall into doing something you absolutely love and enjoy. And this comes within a business environment. You know what, if we can get those people thinking differently, if we can get those people, you know, you know, working towards the same goals as what leaders want them to be by enabling them, by giving them the tools they need to be the best version of what they can be. Happy days, happy teams, happy yeah. staff, happy environment, you know, like money. It's amazing. <laughs> you know? But that's ultimately where it leads to, doesn't yeah. it? You know, it ultimately leads to the fact if you if you give people the information, mm-hmm. the resource to be able to do it. And as I say, it doesn't work for everybody. I remember years ago, um when my husband used to work, I think they try to take a bit of a different approach and they were They'd use an example of kind of a mantelpiece, you know, take everything off the mantelpiece and then just put back on what you need. And and he still talks about it now about it being an absolute load of rubbish. He wasn't given any consideration to it at all, but it just wasn't for him. You know, yeah. the approach wasn't for him. They yeah. hadn't really looked at the, you know, the people that were in the room. It wasn't for the people that were in the room. They were like a different category mm-hmm. of people that would be responding to what was on the fireplace and what wasn't. Yes. You know, but I get it. that mm-hmm. message could have been delivered in a completely different way if they'd known the audience. Absolutely. And they could have got the best out of it, as opposed to him still 10 years later, still goes on about still, the mental pace. Still talks you know, about it. Because for him, that was kind of like, a, you know, an absolute closed mindset of like, I don't want to be here. What's the point in this? This yeah. is an absolute load of rubbish. So you've got to really tailor what it is that you, you deliver do. based upon your audience and and back to what the leaders want as being the outcome to it as well. Exactly. You know, one cap does not fit all. Certainly it not. absolutely does not fit all. So we can walk into a business and like you say, you've got um, leaders at the top of the organisation who are so anti-mindset change. You know, it's, it's very much, you will deliver. This is what you do. If you don't want to do that, you can walk out of here. But uh, sitting down with them and doing a health check on their business and saying, well, that's great. I totally get it. What was your budget spend last year on recruitment? And they'd be like, oh my God, I spent a fortune on it. Why did you spend a fortune on recruitment? Well, I, you know, well, retention wasn't great. Well, why wasn't your retention great? You know, because ultimately you can start on picking what's going on in an organisation and very quickly get to the reason behind what spend they're, they're, they're having for no reason whatsoever, you know, and a little bit of 
coaching or mindset stuff with that individual person would in, would then filter down through their their whole organization yeah or likewise you could go in and like you you, you know the the um what you said before you know you could walk in and, and you've got teams that are just in absolute angst against each other and you've got to understand the reasons behind that you know is there a bad egg within the team if there's a bad egg within the team is that something that you can you can change if you can't change then what do you do about it you know but you've, you've got to be able to to pitch a room you've got to be able to understand what's going on within that particular business. Yeah. And you touched on retention there. And I think retention's got a really big place with this, hasn't it? So if if you're looking at kind of having um, a high turnover or kind of, you know, people are in and out and, you know, I mean, it might be because you want people uh, to be in and out, but Mm -hmm. actually... Ultimately, we want to be able to have somebody, in my opinion, you'd want to have, be able to have someone in your business at least two or three year period Absolutely. that are going to give you their best. And yes, mm-hmm. they might move on after that time, but they're moving on for a different reason Absolutely. and it's not because of the fundamentals of the business. Yeah. And I get the, the fact that sometimes, you know, some business, we had a, um, we've got a business that had kind of an awful lot of trauma in it. Um, and people, even a couple of years later, were still impacted by the trauma on it. Um, but the offer has been there to kind of, you know, support them with some type of counselling, some um, work just to, just to ensure that they're well just looked after. The yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just... So when they turn up, they are, again, the best version of them to run as a senior leadership team because they were the people that were impacted in the business. Absolutely. It's, allowed, it's, allowed, it's given them the opportunity to process yeah. that, that, if you like, that grief. Yeah. Whether no, it's no, it is. It was, it was like that type of situation. And, it, you know, I think once people understand where it comes from, once they understand that, once they get that, they then can move forward. But mm-hmm. unless you do the work, unless you go backwards to understand where the, where the main core you know, problem is, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the same with an individual. If we're doing one-on-one coaching, you need to go, you need to go back all the way back. And then once you figure out what's, what's holding them back, once you understand what the triggers are, then you can start working on that and you can form a solution that basically allows them to deal with anything that comes forward. That sort of triggers that response system. Yeah. But imagine, I mean, if you think about retention, think about, I don't know, um, a woman who is um, really bad with numbers. She thinks she's really bad with numbers. So she, cause she was told when she was younger, yeah, all, yeah. yeah, she was told in a maths class, Oh my God, Jane, what's this? This is terrible. You're terrible with those numbers. Like you need to get better with that. That's then, that's then sat in her subconscious for all those years. But if that's the case, she may never progress through a company because she has fear of progression because she's no good with numbers. Yeah. But ultimately she may leave because she hasn't had that progression opportunity where, you know, it hasn't, it hasn't felt right. It hasn't fit with what she, what she needs because the business isn't recognizing that she's holding herself back somehow. But ultimately, if that lady leaves the business, what's she taken with her? She's taken away years of experience. Yeah. You know, she's taken she's a stable member of staff that's been there forever. She's taken away, you know, that she might be the person to go to in the organisation that everyone loves and feels like they're part of. They want to be there because they want to be, you know, working for her. If we don't deal with that, if we don't understand that Jane has some, you know, issues from way back about numbers, then how are we ever going to get Jane to progress and be the best version of herself? Yeah. And that does start with things like, you know, touching on the HR element of it is making sure that when you when you do these catch-up conversations with people, whether they're kind of a formal or an informal review point, kind of that you understand what people want for their future yeah. as well, isn't it? Actually, are they quite happy with their fixed mindset, doing the same role, and actually they're going to be in there for the next 20 years? Or are they going to be somebody who wants to be there for two years and they're going to be, you know, they want to yeah. be a financial controller and they want to move on to being a financial director? You know, kind of do... And you're understand, yeah, yeah, absolutely. To understand mm-hmm. enables you to be able to look after the people, right? And some businesses that we've got know that 
actually they're going to nurture these people mm-hmm. they're going to be really great product you know because yes. they're going to put all this time and investment and they're going to get something really great out of them for a short period of time but inevitably they know they're going to go off yeah. and do something else but they've but invested that's okay. the time and the effort but that's okay because what, the they've, what but what they've getting out of them through that person mm-hmm. even if that person leaves after three years but if they've nurtured that person with a growth mindset and you know they, they've they've enabled that person to access the training that they need the development that they need within that three years that maybe that person stayed in that business business or in that role, their their growth has already come. It's already happened because yeah. that person has elevated them. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, if we are in fear or we don't take that person on because um, we know that their long-term plans yeah. are, you know, to move on and this is where they want to be, you know, this we're ultimately never developing as a business ourselves because we're we're not we're not clawing that juicy stuff. We're not clawing the, the really good information out of their minds to be able to take us forward. So I think an important point of what you're saying there and what's probably highlighting for me is, you know, obviously from a HR point of view, we have all these HR practices that are in there. So for all we're talking about mindset today, you don't have to go into your business and start saying everybody's mindset needs to change it. Yeah. But by enabling them to be able to do things such as do the reviews, make sure a succession plan is in place, that there's some training development plans in there, you were consciously encouraging people and working with people to develop them further, which actually enables the mindset but it doesn't need to be kind of in inverted brackets. Let's talk about mindset yeah. and let's be kind of, you know, have that mindset. Yeah. It, it doesn't need to be labelled up like that. Absolutely not. And I think that's the thing. People still say, oh my God, you know, this is far too fluffy. You know, mm-hmm. what you're trying to do, you're trying to make me, you know, start looking at the stars and things like that. And it's like manifestation and mindset. And it's, 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 it's not. It, what you're saying is exactly right. It's about the people approach. You know, people have to be the centre of everything that you do. People have to, you, you need to, you need to know how to be the best leader or manager to those people. So you need to, you need to be asking questions. You need to be asking really juicy key questions. Yeah. That's getting underneath exactly what they're thinking because what they're telling you and what they're actually thinking is two different things, you know, and, and it, if you can start to understand their, their, their mind and what they're thinking, then, you know, that's going to be so impactful for your yeah. business. And I think so really it's making sure that, you know, as a leader that whether you're leading and everybody feeds into you or whether you've got kind of some senior leaders underneath you, that they have got the ability to be able to manage their people correctly. Absolutely. To enable encouragement, to re- you know, to enable a reduction of, um, or to mm-hmm. be able to have, re- you know, good retention within the business that you don't have to continue to recruit new people in. And in saying this, you know, we don't always need to keep everybody in the business for the sake of it's keeping not, them in the business. No, it's absolutely not about that. Not. You know, no. sometimes people are brought in for a period of time because they're going to do X, but actually after that period of time, then we think, well, probably we don't really need them to do that particular role anymore, you know. So there are opportunities to, you know, you don't have to keep everyone because you've got them all. No. But you've got to think about the growth of the business. You've got to think about how it is that you can take it forward and how you can provide the tools from a people management point of view to enable people to be better yes, or to improve upon what they've got or just to nurture them, you know, if they don't want to kind of be something different or change, but nurture them to but ensure still, that they stay. Absolutely. You still need to motivate, you still need to inspire, you yeah. know, and I think this is where leaders go wrong. We still come back to micromanaging, we still come back to being on top of people. You know, we don't give people the autonomy to do their roles, but we're not aware of what that person needs to be able, f- for them to be able to do their role also. So like you say, some person, some people love a team environment. They love being around a table. They love having that open com- conversation. Others don't. They, you know, no. they want to be on their own. They want to be head down. They want to literally focus on their job. And that's okay because everybody's very, very different in a work, in, work situation. Yeah. But I think as, as, as leaders or as managers, 
if they haven't done the work themselves, if they haven't understood how that's impacted themselves or how they can be differently, how, you know, how do they then impact in a, in a, a work environment? They yeah. can't do that. I think it's just the integration of the people is very, very important, isn't it? And I think that's kind of one of the, the crucial points that you need to take away from this really, isn't it? Because I think the, that integration and ensuring that people are comfortable with what they have um, within that workplace. So a few days ago, we sat together and we talked as a team and we talked about our values and about who we are as a business and, and, and who actually we fundamentally want to be, you know, kind of who are we... Uh, what are we telling people that we are, you know, kind of what, yeah. how do we present as a team? How do we present out into the public as mm-hmm. well? And to have that engagement with your staff, again, is another, you know, is a great experience for me, but also for the team point of view, because you're enabling them to come up with suggestions about actually, you know what, we could improve on this or actually we're pretty awesome at doing that. You Absolutely. Know? And, and for people to recognise the skills that we've got within the team already and the way to be able to move forward, again, is just another another mindset mm-hmm. situation, isn't it? But but enable the team to be able to make that growth element as well. I think, you know, when you think about your business, you know, you are not Oculus, you know, you, you are not that, you know, you and your people are Oculus. Yeah. And I think being able to sit with your team and do exactly what you do, that's amazing because that, and, that, and we talked about that, didn't mm-hmm. we? It's yeah, about, definitely. We, we, we've talked about this quite a few times about, um, you know, what getting people on the same page, but understanding them to be on that same page as well. And I think enabling them to, have a vision themselves, but a, a creative space, if you like, for them to come forward so that you can extract some real juicy skills from them and sort of, you know, but also know where they're comfortable. Because yeah. if they're not comfortable going out to a workplace or a meeting or whatever, why would you use them in that situation? No, no. But you might use them in a situation where they are smashing it out of, you know, back office um, work because they know all, they, they know all the good stuff. They're yeah. really great with legals and, uh-huh. and, and, and everything. But, you know, you want to put your people fit. People People, people first and forward uh-huh. because actually they're going to they're going to shine they're going to be the best at what they yeah. can do but unless you have those conversations then you'll never know that no and I think as you've just described there we've we've got that within our dynamics yeah. and one of our ladies doesn't want to go out and be face to face and dealing with side of things but she's absolutely brilliant at doing what she does from the the back office whether it be about contracts or whether it's about job descriptions or performance management or you know she can provide all of the tools yeah. that we need to enable us to be able to go and deliver and I think that element of it is really, really important to support our business for being out and delivering. Um, and Definitely. I think, and I think part of uh, what we realised the other day is kind of the, the people who go out and deliver, we all think the same. We all, so, so the challenge is really quite difficult. And I think that's what we've put down as one of our... Um, our opportunities for our own development is the fact that we we challenge each other upon situations and how we discuss things and kind of what the right Love steps that. are to do. Mm-hmm. But actually, because we all think the same, it's the same thought process. It's the same thought process, through. which yes. is good because we're all on the same page. But actually, um, it takes a lady who's the back office one to come in and throw <laughs> something in the call. Actually, actually, we thought yeah. about that and we're like, no, oh, no, no, because no. we're all just around this way and you're <laughs> you're off on the side there. But Again, that's all, that's all. But that's mindset, that is mindset development because, you know, what you've done in that situation is you've allowed an opportunity for reflection. You've all sat together and what you've actually done is brought different thought processes into that. So if we can challenge those thought processes. So, you know, you've got one lady who said, no, 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 that's not okay. That's not, that's not right. That's amazing because, you know, like you say, you would never question your own thought process if if it hadn't actually come to the table like that. So having a team that feels comfortable, confident enough to have a voice, but you know, that they, they, you know, when they come to the table, they're not, 
told, well, you're not supposed to have that voice. What yeah. are you doing? You know, you want them to be brave to be able to do that. You want them to have that opportunity not to feel, um, you know, if they, if they do throw an idea in the pot, that they feel stupid for having that idea. You yeah. need to create that culture that sits within that. And that's very much like a growth culture is what they would talk of, you know, growth mindset. Yeah. Which is brilliant. I'm pleased I've got that going on in mine. But it it is, it's really interesting Mm. because you know what? You probably would never question any of your team leaving, would you? Um, no, it wouldn't be allowed. That's why. Oh, I think that's against the law, but I <laughs> get right, where you come okay. with that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, you wouldn't. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't question and why, it. I think. Why wouldn't you question that? Um, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't question it because obviously, well, I'm thinking a bit of a different way. I'll answer your question though, but I wouldn't question it probably because they're ready to do something else and that they've got the opportunities. I think I'm fortunate that actually um, one of the ladies that said this to me the other day was actually we've all come to Oculus for a reason and actually you give us the flexibility to be able to work and give us the balance that we need to have. So, so you're actually, listening to them. You're so we're listening, listening to them. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and so actually would, you know, because we create that situation that actually, you know, you know, sometimes life is flexible, isn't it? You know, it as is. in sometimes you do need to go and pick your kids up or you want to go and watch the, the, the talent show or kind of a nativity show, whatever it may be, kind of that's completely all right mm-hmm. now a business because actually that's something that we promote I want to go and be able to go and pick the kids up I go and play football yeah. sometimes not me play no. football obviously <laughs> watch the football sometimes but you know those those things are important to me that actually it, it, you then ensure that it's important to your staff you know mm-hmm. and and actually you want to be able to for them when they've got their weekends that mm-hmm. they've got their weekends you know but but on the other side of it I know that when they're sitting on the edge of the netball court with their, their daughters that they'll do some work because actually yeah. they've gone and taken a little bit of time mm-hmm. during the day to be able to do something so there's never a worry about delivery because, you know, we're completely trusted to be able to go off and to deliver in that way. And that's it. It's having that collaboration and that trust process there. Yeah. And, you know, you guys will openly sit down and have a conversation, you know, mm. but a lot of businesses won't. Yeah. A lot of businesses won't sit down and have that honest conversation with staff. They won't create that space where people are trusted to get on with something or, you know, trusted to develop ideas or innovation or, you know, new ways of working, you know, a lot of places don't give opportunities for staff to do that because ultimately nine times out of 10, they are in fear of those people being better than who they are. Yeah. And that is so sad because what they're missing out on, you know, technology changes, everything changes, the world changes, people change, circumstances change. And if that leader or business owner is not open to that, those changes or doesn't fear those, those, those members of staff coming for their place, so, so to speak, they will, they will reap the rewards so much more. Yeah. And I, I completely 100% agree, you know, kind of it's about making sure that people are in the right position to be able to reap the rewards from, mm-hmm. you know, amazing stuff Success, that you've got. Yeah, yeah amazing employees yeah. that are working for them and they can We should shout generate, about it. Yeah. We should shout about it. We should shout about all the amazing things that we do. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as a leader or a business owner, you want to go out to every one of those functions and you want to go out to every one of those business meetings and you want to say, do you know what? Oh, freaking awesome team underneath me. My team are happy. And if you can say that, if you can honestly Honestly, put your hand on your heart and say your team are happy. You're winning. That's yeah. success right there. Well, I've told them they're happy, so if that's good enough, uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. probably not right. <laughs> no, but it is. I'm joking there, but obviously uh, from that genuineness, of, you kind of you do think that you know if you have got it right mm-hmm. for them and they're happy to be at work and they they engage and they engage with the clients and, and we all get frustrated in different of situations. We do. But it's but how you handle that how conversation. You handle it. yeah. It's how you you know remember. And this is what we do: is activate mindset. We work with with teams to work through how they react in that situation because yeah. you know nine times out of ten 
that conversation isn't about them. Nine times out of 10, that's because Jane has had a really difficult conversation upstairs with somebody else in the office and they've come down and they've taken it out on you. So you can choose in that situation to react to it or to walk away from it. Yeah. Those, you know, it's very much about focusing on how your behaviour affects somebody else. Yeah. And that can be even as simple as, um, I used to be a, um, a union rep who used to just wind me up. Yeah. Like literally. By looking at him, he wound you up. I could oh, tell. Every yeah, time, see, he, yeah, every time he walked in the room. Gone. Yeah, every yeah. time he'd send me an email, I kind of, and I would like, you know, fiercely yeah. write this email back and then think, don't send that noise. You know, like you need to stop and you need to take yeah. a few minutes. But again, because... just even something simple like that, not reacting, not But responding. it's not about you. No, he, it wasn't. He, he, um, he literally, whatever he was doing in that room had nothing to do with you. But I don't you... think he particularly liked me because it didn't, <laughs> because of our relationship. But but, but, is that, would, but okay, then so um, I would question that. Is that a fact or is that perceived thought from you? Because when you associate union reps and HR, there's an instant clash. Yeah. But actually, did he ever tell you he really didn't like you? Not far off, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe in that situation. Uh, no, he didn't yeah. like women in general. So yeah. I think he was, his attitude and his conduct wasn't wasn't appropriate. But And I think because we are about right and wrong, you yes. know, kind of making sure that people are being treated fairly yeah. and equally and given the opportunity. And I think he found that quite a frustrating process that we would always be consistent in our approach of ABC would be mm-hmm. happening ABC order. Interesting. And, yeah, so, and, but, but the point of that was kind of I could have reacted and responded. Absolutely. And being very inappropriate in the response back to it, mm-hmm. but learning how to deal with that yourself to be able to think actually no but it's those small things that make the beginning of change in your mindset it is of how actually you're going to deal with the situation how absolutely you're to, and everybody's so different so you need to deal with each situation very differently don't you absolutely yeah. it's mind-blowing yeah completely mind-blowing. completely so just moving on slightly one of the areas that um that we talk about within our business quite a lot and i'm aware that we haven't um said the words hello we've talked about the actions all the way throughout throughout our conversation today um is emotional intelligence so um it's for me it's quite a big passion of mine around what it actually is and the impact that it has and and we've worked with some businesses around just delivering kind of short masterclasses you know within teams sometimes people again go back to the the mantelpiece example sometimes people feel as though it's a bit touchy-feely and a bit you know but actually, I think it's got a really, really important place. Do you want to um, just explain to me a little bit about what your thoughts are around emotional intelligence and how that fits with the mindset that we've been talking about today? Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, emotional intelligence is, is is really important in a business. It's very much linked to mindset because with emotional intelligence, it, it they say it's the ability for you to recognise how you feel, but also you can recognise the feelings of others. So for example, if you know, I, I walk in a room and somebody's really down, you know, I'm quite perceptive to that feeling and emotion. So I could, I could literally, okay. So I could lean into that emotion and be like, oh my God, you know, your life is so raw. It's so hard for you. Or what I could do is I could very much focus in around sort of what I've got in terms of a growth mindset. And my growth mindset would tell me, okay, that's great that I understand that you are down and you are feeling really low. But ultimately, I don't want to sit with you in that moment. I want to actually help you to achieve growth out of it. So I want you to think about taking, um, you know, all those negative emotions and ultimately thinking about how you can take actions to move forward from that. So they kind of run side by side. Yeah. And I think from a, you know, if you were a leader, um, having both of those skill sets is really important. Yeah. Because you can't ultimately, 
you know, develop your staff. You can't take them forward. You can't get them to where they need to be if you don't recognise that they are emotionally in a difficult place. Yeah. And I think from a starting point of emotional intelligence, it's very much about understanding who, how you, who you are, um, but then also how you present, isn't it? You know, so who you are and then how it presents and then moving it forward from there is kind of actually, as you say, recognising that somebody's maybe not in a good place. Or I always describe it when we talk about it is you kind of, you walk into a, a room full of people, bit of a party going on. There's people in one corner who's kind of all having a little like, laugh, yeah, laughing yeah. a joke. Mm-hmm. The other corner's like sitting quite serious. Somebody over in the other corner is crying. And you take upon how you feel at that moment in mm-hmm. time to where it is that you want to, to go to. Yeah? yeah. And actually, if you're kind of feeling quite upbeat and you think, oh, they're having a nice glass of wine over there. And it's, it looks like you go to gravitate towards that. You do. Actually, if you're not feeling great in yourself, you might think, Actually, I'll just go and sit out the way, you know, like, and, and you, so you position yourself where you think is the appropriate thing. But I think you are only able to do that because you've got the skills of knowing who you are and how you feel about a situation. Absolutely. You know, okay, Julie, well, it's been great that you've come in. I'm just going to ask you a couple of final questions. Um, so what's your biggest piece of advice uh, for a business owner or a manager um, that they can realistically implement to install install or begin to install a growth mindset within their business? I think for me, it's about you just can't underestimate the power of the mind. Um, you know, you can't underestimate the power of the mind and that impact that it has, not just on the leaders, not just the business owners, but everybody that's within that workplace. It's, you know, it's it's something that I feel very passionate about that people shouldn't dismiss as something that's just because it's costly or it's, um, you know, they, they, they don't feel like it's necessary. It's 100% necessary. I think... You know, you have to give time and opportunity for reflection, which we've talked about. It's it's a huge um, area that allows you then to be able to move the business forward. You know, you need to know what's working, what's not working um, and how that you can support people to be able to get to the best place that they can be. Um, I think if I was to give you some, you know, ones and twos advices of opportunities that you can create it will be about looking at um, any training that you can put into the business. So any new skills that people can learn. So if you want to get the growth mindset development on its way, what what can people access? How can they grow within their roles? Don't fear that they can grow within their roles. You know, get them out there, get them learning, get them developing. Because like we said before, they could give you the key bit of um, innovation or new, new technology way of working um, that can actually propel the business to go forward. Okay. I think... Positive self-talk. Yeah. You know, let's let's not be negative. Let's mm-hmm. not be negative Nancys. I can't be negative Nancys anymore. You know, whether you're a leader or a manager, you know, how you talk to somebody, how you project your um, your goals and your vision is really, really important. And likewise, listening at what's actually going on in your business. Because ultimately, if everyone's negative talking, if they're holding on to stories like we mentioned earlier around, um, well, that happened five years ago and the business is never going to change. You know, if they're telling themselves that over and over, it won't change. Yeah. It absolutely can't change no, no, because no, we're living in the past. Yeah. So it's about being able to, you know, to be able to um, to listen to that. Having clear communication with you guys, you know, tell them your vision, get them excited about what it is, where you want to go. And you'll soon start to see if there's anybody that doesn't want to come on that journey with you, because they will start displaying actions and behaviors that don't sit right within your culture, within your, within your community. So then at that point, you can choose 
to work with those people on mindset changes, or you can choose to let them go. Because yeah. if you let them go, they're, they're, they're a negative impact on your business. You don't need those people there. Yeah. And I think ultimately, um, you know, we, we have to start celebrating our journey. You know, it's it's a journey. You know, we might want to be a million pound business, you know, a million pound in the cash in the bank or whatever. But we have to start celebrating those journeys all the way through because everything's changing. Everything's growing, you know, and if we're not celebrating those wins all the way through, people need that. People need that that level of impact. Yeah. Um, but ultimately lead by example. Yeah. You know, if you if, if you're not prepared to do it. Neither is anybody else. Neither anybody else that's going to support it. Absolutely not. So you've got to invest in your people. I think that's the the main sort of, you know, key message home. The people are the people are everything. Okay. And where can listeners find out more about you and Activated Mindset? Ah, well, I mean, you could follow us on LinkedIn. We're on LinkedIn. And also um, Jude, my business partner, has a fantastic weekly podcast out there as well. Um, uh, the Unbreakable Mindset. Yeah podcast and yeah get in touch with me on LinkedIn and I'd be love to come out and have a chat to you or your business okay fantastic thank you for listening to the real world HR podcast and thank you so much to Julie for joining us and sharing her knowledge with us today you can find more information about the things that we've discussed on this episode in the show notes make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes it's the real world HR putting the human back into HR